Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get into the podcast, here is a brief word from our sponsor. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Reflective Sunglasses Rand Paul, back at it to block another egregious $40 billion aid package. It's been a week since I talked to you guys last, and only just today really did I find a lot of really interesting things I wanted to talk about, including some sad things, obviously. Stay hydrated. The view might look different. Camera's actually a little farther away, because like I said, I got my rig set up, I got my PC set up, been playing World of Warcraft, having a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I finally got the video set up. I think I got the lighting down pretty good. I was a little worried. I was about to actually record without lighting, but it looked like massive dog shit. Oh, you can see my eyes if I turn a certain way. That's weird. I'm just going to sit like this because that's creepy. Anyway, yeah. So there's uh, quite a few things I wanted to talk about. Um, trying Trying to think of what, you know, I have quite a few notes, but right off the bat, I just want to, I want to let you guys know. Not to worry about the $40 billion aid package that's being... Let me let me switch these, uh, see if my other ones don't work. Yeah, these are, these are, these look cooler. Um, you're not gonna be able to see what I'm doing on my computer anyways, I'm, it's just Rand Paul, it's just, it's just OBS Studio. Anyway, don't worry about the $40 billion aid package that's been blocked by Rand Paul from getting quickly passed through and passed on to Ukraine without us really knowing the details of what that money entails, why we're sending them $40 billion, why $40 billion is the number they chose, why that's necessary, blah, blah, blah. All that money is actually going to me and my Spotify deal. So I'm actually getting $30 billion. $10 billion is going to um, my... my uh, my kids that I had five years ago. So don't worry, the money's being getting uh, put to good use. <laughs> In all seriousness, um, I will talk about that $40 billion aid package a little bit later. First thing I wanted to talk about according to my notes. So I actually wanted to look into this specifically. So let me pull up, let's see. So, Joe Biden recently canceled, okay, yeah, so he canceled a bunch of oil leases, oil and gas leases. Uh, one of the, the headline from Fox Business was that the, he canceled the canceled drilling in multiple different areas amid record high gas prices. And, you know, this is an interesting thing because this is one of the things that I've talked about many times in the past talking about gas, talking about Bidenomics, talking about how, you know, actually someone was, like I said, like I addressed in the previous episode, I was given some pushback for blaming the health of the a country's economy on the president and the president's cabinet and the presidential administration and the administration that's in power uh, being told that the economy really just now, obviously, it does fluctuate. It's not completely dependent on the president of the United States. But a lot of the things that the president does affects the economy. One of the main things is, in, is scaling back 
so descaling oil just descaling the total amount of what do you call it? domestic drilling so when it comes to oil the united states was almost was as independent on oil during the trump administration as could possibly be because we were drilling a lot domestically so in the united states when biden became president he scaled back on domestic drilling that is one of the things that has led to a higher cost of living it's led to inflation that's just one of the things the other thing is the biden administration and the democratic party pushed for almost two years ah, was it two years not two years um more than a year of lockdowns lockdowns that affected just outside of the economy affected mental health overall health affected i think it negatively affected people's immunity towards covid because they're not getting the good germs and the good exposure and the catching the, the cold and the flu and letting their body build antibodies for that but also it damaged small businesses it damaged the overall economy we're seeing that right now we're seeing inflation we're seeing a very volatile stock market i've been paying attention to that stuff hurting every time i log into the to robin hood and seeing that shit but those are just a couple things that the biden administration has done that is that has hurt the economy of the united states overall and we're going to continue the the economy inflation the incoming recession this we have yet to see the worst the worst of it people thought that covid was uh, took a long time which it did it took a lot longer than it should have the the lockdowns i'm talking about covid still exists people are still getting covid uh people are sadly still dying of covid not as many of course but the the incoming economic pain and turmoil that we're going to see and worse inflation worse gas prices that's just to come when it comes to these oil and gas leases i don't actually have an issue with canceling them because i've stated stated this in the past there are places in the united states that that we absolutely can drill for oil you know texas uh colorado california these are places that are very high in it's it's estimated that there are there's a lot of oil in these places and we can drill there i think we should but we shouldn't drill in we shouldn't drill in in alaska alaska is like the last untouched place it's one of the purest places on the entire planet and i don't want us to go there and destroy it destroy the habitat continue to delay our our dependence our our, our independence really it's going to continue to delay and hinder our steps towards being independent on oil. The United States should scale up domestic drilling leases and projects like the uh, the Keystone Pipeline, for example. We're not we're not actually drilling in the United States for that. I believe that is coming from it's a it's a pipeline that would connect and get oil. We would transfer oil. Oil would be drilled in Canada and then we'd get it in the United States. We should up that. We should because I, I believe Biden didn't cancel those. I believe he halted them and he slowed them down. Speed up those processes. Ramp up domestic drilling leases, but not in not in Alaska. The Gulf of Mexico, I think, was the other place. Uh, yeah. So Gulf of Mexico. Um, drill there. I don't give a shit. But don't drill in Alaska. That should be the main thing. We need to go back to being independent when it comes to oil, and we need to export more oil while pushing the United States 
while kind of weaning the United States off of dependence on oil and gas. So I've been to many countries here in Europe. I don't live in one. Germany obviously is almost completely dependent on Russian oil, which has been a problem, which is why gas prices have increased here. And not just gas prices, the entire cost of living, because every single service and every single good that relies on gas, that is also, the price of that is also increasing. As well as food, because, you know, fuel is needed for a machine to, you know, run over some wheat and create bread. And also, the cost of fertilizer, I believe, has gone up on average like 120%, because most fertilizer either comes from Ukraine and Russia or a combination of the two. So... But a good example I've seen is Denmark. Denmark isn't completely free of oil uh, and using oil, but there is a lot of solar power. There's a lot of wind power. There are alternatives. I believe, you know, hydrogen power. There are a lot of alternatives. I've said this in the past. I'm not super well versed on, uh, you know, alternative energy, uh, renewable energy sources. And yes, I'm going to actually admit that. Instead of being one of those jackasses that sits here and goes, Oh, I did my research on this. I, I read three articles from the New York Times and the Washington Post. Three fucking opinion piece articles. Now all of a sudden, oh, I count that as, I did my research. Fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to admit that I'm not an expert on this stuff. But I know, and I've said it in the past, the United States is the most powerful country in the entire world. It can do anything if it puts it, its mind to it, if it puts its resources to it. If it wants to do it, the United States can truly do it. So I believe the best step is to either way, I think we're, we are headed towards not completely cutting ourselves off from needing oil. That's impossible. There are too many things that rely on, uh, on gas and oil, but we are doing a good job as a country. We've been doing it for a few years, moving more towards solar, moving more towards wind power, uh, energy, you know, there's hydrogen. Hydrogen is not, you know, it's not anywhere near the quality uh, that it should be, but We'll continue to move towards it. We're seeing more hybrid cars. We're seeing tons and tons of car companies that are pledging to go, you know, hybrid only or electric only by 2030 or 2040, 2050 or whatever. That is a step. It's gradual. These solutions are not things that can be carried out overnight. These are things that, you know, it's going to take time to, to succeed in. So I support this. I support this bill. I think, I think it was... It, it was kind of sad and it was kind of telling to see, you know, the, the millions of oils from our strategic, uh, uh, what do you call it? Our, our reserve oil barrels that Biden, you know, freed up to help the price of gas. And it was kind of concerning to see how little that helped. I thought it was, you know, it could have potentially been a positive thing. I'm not really sure. I, I don't know really anything about that kind of thing. I don't think something like that has happened, uh, at least in my lifetime or that I, you know, directly directly affected my life so i'm cool with this move i hope we continue to get weaned off of oil oil uh, dependence we're never going to completely i don't think it's it's going to be completely possible to ever fully be free from oil but it's a good start and i don't want them to touch alaska i don't want them to touch alaska i don't want them to ruin that beautiful area. I've never been there, but I know pe everybody who has ever been there said it's one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. So, um, yeah, let's leave it pure for once. Let's leave one place untouched, please, dear God. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, stay hydrated, bitches. Let me put my other sunglasses away. I'm not going to use them.
So there's a Texas court in Texas, obviously, that decided that it is going to allow abuse inquiries into parents of transgender children. Now, this is something that I support 100%. And it's interesting because if if this was flipped, so obviously the judge is going to be looked at as conservative. He's going to be looked at and painted at, at uh, painted as a bigot by brainwashed child groomers. If this was a liberal judge, the judge would have immediately, if it was something like, uh, you know, uh, say uh, a very liberal, a very radical left, radical, radically liberal, radically progressive judge was to rule on something like guns. They would do something like, instead of, uh, so on the flip side, instead of allowing abuse inquiries into parents uh, of families that own guns, they would immediately just say, this is how it would go. And I know this because this is this type of thing has happened before. This happened during COVID. It, uh, the left promotes snitching. The left promotes hurting your neighbor, you know, not minding your own business, pretending you are doing something for the greater good of society. Anyway, if it was the other way around, a judge would grant immediate, like, citizen disarming or citizen arrests or... Uh, the, the, what was it recently? There was something, uh, I believe during COVID, there was a, I think it was New York City or there was a, probably LA allowed people to rat on their neighbors and get them arrested or, uh, I can't, I wish I could think of it, man. It was something, it was something along the lines of, oh yeah. So it was like, you could fire an employee or you could, you know, you could rat someone out to the police for being anti-vax or for being, uh, you know, an anti-masker, or, or something like the Capitol Hill stuff. If you were, if you were just part of the peaceful protesting, you could get, you could get arrested without, without having any, you know, reasonable suspicion. I, I wish I could, I wish I could think of it. I sound like a, an Alex Jones fan right now, but yeah, if it was flipped on the other side, a liberal judge would say something like, you can arrest anybody that you have any suspicion of that, you know, any parents that have children and have firearms in the, in the, in the home. But this conservative, assuming conservative judge, it's not even a conservative thing. It's a, it's just a, a thing to show that you care about the children. Um, this judge is allowing inquiries into parents of transgender children. And that I fully 110% support because nobody in their right mind who is healthy, who is a good parent, would allow their child, their child who hasn't even fully developed yet, their brain's not fully developed, their body's not fully developed, their reproductive organs are not fully developed. Nothing is developed in a child until, until they're in their twenties, until they're out of their puberty. Most things, most human beings are not done being formed and developing until the age of twenty-five. So allowing a kid to undergo hormone treatment, allowing them to maybe sever their reproductive organs. That is child abuse. Point blank, period. I've explained this in the past. I've talked about this in the past. Kids don't know what they want. Kids go through something when they're early on in their life from like ages two to four or something. I was talking about this. This is a, this is a psychological fact. You can look this up yourself. Look into child psychology. There's a there's a, an area, there's a, a, a period of time when children experiment with quote-unquote feminine and masculine 
toys and tools and clothes and colors. And it's called fantasy play. That, that was the term that Jordan Peterson actually gave it. I don't, I don't know the technical term, but it's called fantasy play. And that's when they, you know, it's in the term. They're, they're experimenting with all these different tools and colors and types of clothing and all this stuff and toys. And that's when they learn and they form their identity and they learn if they're a boy, they tend to go towards the more hands-on mechanical stuff. If they're a girl, they do like the caregiving role, um, you know, cooking, whatever. Of course, this is a stereotype, obviously, but that's just the way it is. That's, and it's, and it could be the other way around, but this is when a kid learns their identity. This is when a kid learns their, their gender. This is really when they start to form their gender identity. This is when they realize I'm, I'm a man, I'm a boy, I'm a boy, I'm different. You know, I'm going to play with boys a little more. Um, this is just a natural proven part of human development. So, and one of the things that I learned recently, that it was an interesting point that Jordan Peterson brought up was one of the reasons I think he thinks that we're seeing more and more young people that are, you know, self-diagnosing and what do you call it? Uh, identifying as a different gender. It's because these kids are being raised on technology and technology cannot replace the physical fantasy play development stages of a young toddler, a young child's life. So these kids are missing out on the identity phase, the fantasy play phase of their development. They're growing up stunted, their identity is stunted, and then all of a sudden they're getting forced by psycho child grooming pedophile molester teachers. They're getting told like, oh, you know, you like pink? You know, that means you could change your gender. That could mean this and that. I, I, I'm still seeing teachers that are talking about how they encourage their kids to to identify as whatever gender they want. They encourage their kids to do sex changes. They have those disgusting drag queens. Listen, I don't think a drag queen is necessarily disgusting automatically. I just think you shouldn't be doing that shit around kids. And I'm tired of people who say, oh, kids don't know the difference. Yeah, they do. When, when, a, when, a, when a, a child is in a traditional household, or even just, even if they have two, two, uh, two same-sex parents, one of them is going to fulfill the role of the male or the, the, the masculine type. The other one is going to fulfill the form of the, the, the role of being feminine. You see it in, in male, in uh, gay parents, in two male households or two male parent households. One of them is, one of them fulfills the passive role, the, empa uh, the empathetic role. The other one fills the blunt role, the the kind of manlier role. One of them goes to work. One of them takes care of the kid. That's just how it is. That's that's that is the way that hum uh, that families function. So the point that I'm trying to get at is, um, I gotta circle back to what I'm saying. Um, my point. I I support this 100% because lots of parents are. For one, you know, without the uh, without the transgender, uh, without the transgender part of kids, a lot of parents are already shitty parents. They're already doing horrible jobs at taking care of their kids. We're seeing it time and time again. More and more kids are socially inept. More and more kids are socially awkward. More and more kids identify as having some kind of mental illness. And I'm not, I'm not completely discounting that. I think 
genuinely there are a lot more people that are mentally ill. It's not that a lot of people believe all oh, the parameters have changed. That's why everyone's blah, 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 blah. But there, parents are already, there are already shitty parents out there. And then you add on a small percent. I'll say, well, you know, transgender children, it's a small percent, but it's growing further and further. And, you know, you have the parents that are too lazy. They're pieces of shit. Um, not all of them. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to say this right now. Not all kids who have children, not all parents who have children that have ADD or ADHD are pieces of shit, but a lot of them get a kid medicated without even really giving the chance, the kid a chance to survive on its own. They medicate a kid because they're too lazy. They're pieces of shit parents that don't want to take care of a kid that's energetic. And guess what? All kids are energetic. All kids are energetic in some form. Some are worse than others. Obviously, there are some people that have ADHD and they're not able to focus on anything. Like I said, I know I know people who can't drive without taking their ADHD medicine. But my point is, I support this inquiry into into child abuse. I hope that it's fair, obviously. But like I said, if you're allowing your child that hasn't fully formed yet to make a decision as rash as changing their gender, changing their sexual their sexual framework before it's fully developed, I think you're a piece of trash. And I think, yeah, uh, you know, I rest my case. So I want to approach this next topic carefully. There's not too much that I want to say about it. The... Uh, Buffalo supermarket shooting that happened recently. First and foremost, my heart, my love, my prayers, my support, good vibes, good aura, good all that stuff, all good energy goes out to everybody who was affected by the Buffalo supermarket uh, shooting. So it was a mass shooting recently that killed, I want to say 10, 10 or 11 people. Um, I would bring up the article so I could kind of read off the names of the victims, but I don't want to display, I don't want to promote, and I don't want to say the name of the mass shooter because that's exactly what the mass shooter wants. Almost every mass killer and mass shooter and serial killer that has existed, at least that are most known, well known, they want to be famous. There's a, uh, a mini documentary I watched on these uh, two kids that killed a girl in high school. Uh, they're called the scream killers. They talked about living in infamy for the rest of their lives. They want to be famous. They they were inspired and they they were they hailed the Columbine shooters as their heroes. This this kind of thing is becoming all too common, and there are lots of people out there that can that'll you know not discuss a topic like this, a tragedy like this, with any empathy, and they'll say, well, you know, actually, if this, then this, then this happened, none of that matters. None of that matters. On either side, whether it's pushing for gun control or pushing for teachers to have guns, when teachers can't even fucking go a day without grooming children, and now you want them to have guns, it's it's one of those things where people, it's like with the Ukraine-Russia thing. In the beginning, like I talked about, I was very emotional and I was I was concerned because people were it seemed like they're being less and less of a human and more and more of a uh, you know foreign military uh, strategic analyst. There they were during COVID. They were all doctors, you know, during presidential 
election time, they all became uh, political uh, connoisseurs. And this kind of thing, people just need to stop for a moment and think about the people who are involved, think about the people who are affected, and be grateful. Because this life that we live can be taken in, in an instant. And there are a lot of psychos out there. There are a lot of mentally ill pieces of trash out there. Um, one of the things that it's pretty clear for this, uh, this specific shooter is that this was motivated by hate. So a lot of people are going to go out and going to be like, well, you know, this and that, this and that, um, that's just a conspiracy. Oh, we've all said things, um, you know, it's just attack on white people. This guy, he'd, I, I want to say he had put out, he probably put out a manifesto. He'd, he's been, you know, monitored by his parents and family. Uh, people have said that, you know, he, he was, uh, anti-Muslim, you know, I think he was anti-black, he was anti-Jew, uh, so he was, like, purposely attacking an area that had a high concentration of Muslims and Jews, that's from what I believe. I think he also tweeted out some crazy shit about, uh, you know, anti-Jewish stuff, and it's just, it's one of those things, it's, it's terrifying and it's sad that this is happening, and it just, it highlights a big problem. That doesn't excuse the crime. It doesn't excuse it, it by any stretch of the imagination. But when people, one of the problems is, is when people grow up and they don't get the help that they deserve, that they need for their mental illnesses. They can't find, they can't build an identity for whatever reason. They can't find a group to identify with. They go and they do stupid shit like this. And that is not an excuse. That is not a reason for someone to do something like this. But this is just an analysis that I'm thinking of. This kid felt like he was being attacked. Whites are being attacked. And Muslims, Jews, blacks, I believe, they're the, they're the reason for this. But really, that's not the case. White people are not under attack on the scale that just on a scale that just no no amount of bullshit that you convince yourself in your head can justify going to a supermarket and shooting and killing and wounding and you know traumatizing people for the rest of their lives nothing it's just like with the uh with the Putin invasion no matter what you say it does not justify the loss of life especially innocent life there are a million other things you can do if you if you don't identify with the group, if you don't have friends, if you don't feel... There are a million other things, an infinite amount of things you can do before resorting to violence and going and killing innocent people. So, yeah, my, heart's in pr my heart and prayers go out to everybody who is affected and involved in this. I... Yeah, I hope, I hope that this guy gets the help that he needs and I hope that he never sees the light of day again. I hope that he can get rehabilitated in prison, but I, don't, I hope this guy never gets released. It's a horrible thing. It's um, One thing I was really furious about, I'm not surprised about though, the amount of coverage that this guy is getting on the media is disgusting. They're openly saying this guy's name. They're openly talking about his manifest, uh, his, his motivations. CNN even published an article saying... Uh, the Buffalo supermarket massacre is the latest mass shooting. Authorities say it was motivated by hate. Here are others. Here are others. What the fuck? Why are you? 
why are you not only promoting this piece of shit, talking about, you know, putting out the things that he literally wants to be heard on, and then also sharing other mass shootings and hate crimes? I, I don't understand this. Well, I actually do understand this, but it disgusts me. And, you know, like I said, I hope CNN completely fails. I hope they lose all their money. I hope almost all of their anchors that have lied and misled and misinformed people, I hope they go to prison. I hope they lose all their money. I hope they lose all their well-being because they're massive pieces of shit and they do things like this knowing exact, knowing damn well what they're doing. They're not doing this so they can inform people. They're doing this so they can continue to divide the country by saying, this guy, this is a white male. This, These are the groups he was associated with. This, They're probably going to put out who he voted for. This, it just infuriates me that the media continues to do exactly what these horrible, evil people want. So, yeah, uh, that's gonna, that's kind of gonna sum up what, you know, what I have to say about that. Uh, moving on. So, there was actually, there's a school in Wisconsin, there's a middle school in Wisconsin that actually, um, are being accused of sexual harassment for apparently using wrong gender pronouns. First thing I thought of when I saw this was, how could it be sexual harassment if sex and gender are not the same? How could it be sexual harassment if gender has nothing to do with sex? That was the first thing I thought of. But this is stupid. You know, I, I this is something that's, it's a, it's been a long time coming. We've, we've seen this, this issue of misgendering people, using people's pronouns. We've seen it continue to get worse and worse. I've talked about it in the past. I've been looking for agents for my book, uh, my first book and books to come. And every single agent has their pronouns in their, in their, um, you know, their biography, which I don't have an, a problem with. But then they'll also say stupid stuff like, we're not open to submissions unless you are BIPOC, unless you are LGBTQIA, XR, whatever the fuck. For me personally, if if anyone ever asks me to refer to them as... I've never had an issue with... I, I don't have an issue with pronouns. I haven't actually been asked to call someone something else. If you ask me, I'll absolutely do it. I, I do it with names. Sometimes, like, like myself, my name is Gabriel, but I prefer to be called Gabe. And I'll tell people that when I meet them. And I have no issue. I would like someone to call me Gabe. If they don't call me Gabe, I'm not going to be upset. And it, uh, the same should go with pronouns, but a lot of people take it seriously. I'm not discounting that, but it's just a testament to how high quality life is for your, for you personally. If the worst thing that's ever happened to you, someone accidentally called you sir or he or bro or man or ma'am or woman or whatever. On the other hand, it is absolutely possible that these middle schoolers were purposely calling someone, you know, by, you know, a different pronoun that they didn't identify as, or they were purposely calling them by a name that they didn't like, you know, and that's something that's not cool either. Do I think that they should be charged with sexual harassment or face the penalty of sexual harassment? Absolutely not. That's, that's completely ridiculous. That's too over the top. But, you know, if, if these kids are actually bullying someone who, for whatever reason, prefers to go by a different pronoun, it should be dealt with swiftly. Bullying is not cool. 
bullying builds character, but it's not cool at the end of the day. And yeah, I hope I hope uh, this actually gets thoroughly investigated, and I hope this doesn't cause like cause like a trickle down effect. But I think it will. I think it's starting to be that way in the workplace. It's starting. It's definitely been like that in universities for a long time, and it probably will trickle down into public school. It's just a matter of time. But places like Florida will keep that shit from getting out of control too bad. Um, that's a great thing that Florida did. The don't say gay bill. So next thing I wanted to talk about, let's see. Yeah. So I talked about this in the past. I mean, I, I made a big blunder where I talked about Sweden and Finland joining NATO saying, Oh, Finland and Sweden are too far away. Are they kind of far from Russia? So they're safe. They're actually really close. Finland is, is right there next to Russia. So Finland said that they will seek to join NATO um, ditching decades of neutrality, despite Russia's threats of retaliation. So uh, early on in the beginning of the, uh, how long am I, my lighting keeps getting brighter and then flickering. Let me uh, adjust this real quick. There we go. So Russia, pretty early on, uh, Putin said, you know, anybody who aids our allies, something like they will, you know, swift justice will be carried out or, uh, They'll be, they'll, you know, if you if you aid Ukraine, we're coming for you too. You're an enemy of us if you aid Ukraine, whatever. The entire world's been aiding Ukraine. I read a, uh, I read a, a statistic that said that, you know, take it with a grain of salt because who knows who's reporting it. It could be Ukraine who's reporting it. But it is predicted that it's approximately one-third of ground forces in Russia have been depleted this far, this early on in the invasion of Ukraine. So that's just a testament to how strong Ukrainians are, how how much help that they're and aid that they're receiving from not only the United States but their EU brethren. Um, but I I think it's a good move. I've, I said it in the past. I a lot of people were like, well, you know, why are they joining NATO? Why are Sweden and Finland joining NATO? Because that'll just piss off Putin more. He already invaded. He already invaded. The only way that you can ensure protection and make sure that you know, if you're invaded or there's an airstrike carried out or there's, you know, a battle ensues on your homeland on in your country and within your country lines is to join NATO. Because if you strike one NATO country, all of the other NATO, that, that's equivalent to striking every other NATO country. That's when they have to retaliate and swiftly take care of the problem. So it's stupid to be like, why do you want to make him more mad? He's already invading. He's already invading Ukraine. He's already killed hundreds if not thousands of people, innocent lives for you know, the restoration of the Soviet Union or whatever. But yeah, I think this is a good move. I think this ensures Finland protection. I don't blame them because, you know, who knows how quickly Ukraine could be fully occupied. And I imagine Putin could, there's a high probability that he could, or if anybody succeeds, succeeds him in power because he you know, definitely is ill, and I believe he's going to undergo treatment for cancer or something. Um, there are also reports that he has Alzheimer's, or dementia, or both. I'm not sure. But I think this is a smart move on Finland's part. I hope that they succeed. I hope NATO takes them in very quickly, because, you know, we all saw what happened with Ukraine after they'd been asking for, for years to join NATO. Um, obviously, Ukraine's a different situation. Uh, it's right next to Russia. And, you know, that could have probably just 
caused the, that could have just encouraged invasion earlier had had ukraine joined nato earlier i don't know the answers to everything like i said i'm willing to admit that i don't know the answers to everything instead of doing shitty ass smartphone research and pretending i know what the fuck i'm talking about but i have an opinion i'm going to share my opinion and if i do have a fact i will source it or i'll tell you to look it up yourself <coughs> but yeah i hope finland succeeds let's see the next thing I wanted to talk about, second to last thing. So the North Korea is reporting there. They've gone into COVID lockdown. They're reporting their first, they claim their first cases and first deaths of COVID. I don't believe uh, with any, with, with, I don't believe at all. I highly, highly, highly doubt that this is their first case of COVID. North Korea is famous for disappearing people, for not reporting deaths when it comes to famine when it comes to other diseases, when it comes to war, when it comes to um, military battles and stuff like that. They're notorious for being liars. They're notorious for hiding the the horrors that, you know, communist countries like like them, like uh, North Korea carry out and are responsible for. So my only thoughts on this are, you know, again, thoughts and prayers out to everybody who's affected. I don't I don't know a lot of North Koreans. I don't know any North Koreans, but I do know some South Koreans who pro who might have family in North Korea. So my heart, heart and prayers go out to you guys. Uh, I hope Kim Jong-un gets it. That might be a horrible thing to say, but I hope he gets it. I hope everybody who, you know, carries out the things that... Uh, maybe not everybody who carries out the things that he forces them to because, of course, their families are in danger as well. But you already know that he's he probably had the people killed that got COVID in the beginning. There are probably a lot of deaths that are not from COVID that are probably from just Kim Jong-un and his dictatorship and his evil ways. But I hope Kim Jong-un gets it. And it's just, it just goes to show, man, you know, vitamin deficient, malnourished people don't stand a very high chance against COVID. I, I don't have to look at the science to know that. Any disease or any virus or any you know, ailment that you get if you're vitamin deficient or you're malnourished, you're going to have a hard time with it, getting through it. You might die. So that is sadly the case, I think, with probably a lot or most of the people who are having, you know, adverse reactions to COVID or that have died. Because it's no secret, the people in North Korea are starving. So that's a whole nother issue uh, that I hope gets tackled soon. I don't know the solution to that, but you know, early on, uh, an early solution could be Kim Jong-un catching COVID and dying and his close generals catching COVID and dying. That would be nice, but might be a bad thing to say. I'll, uh, ask for forgiveness later. So the last thing I wanted to talk about, Rand Paul, Senator from Kentucky, blocked quick passage of a $40 billion aid package to Ukraine. And I'm 100% in support of this. Mainly because we don't know what the fuck that $40 billion aid package entails. Where is this money coming from? It's coming from our wallets and our tax dollars. But why can we pull $40 billion out of our ass to aid aid Ukraine, which I think is code for launder money, because lots of corrupt politicians, allegedly, um, in the United States government, probably have some shady deals going on in Ukraine. One of them... Uh, nicknamed the big guy who uh, has a a very high office he holds a very high office in the in the United States government his son has 
there's there's evidence, there's proof that his son has carried out some shady, shady deals with businesses, with corporations in Ukraine. There are a lot of a lot of politicians that are making a hundred, hundred twenty, hundred forty, or hundred sixty grand a year. Their net worths in the the tens of millions that are probably laundering their money. This is just a theory. This is nothing that I'm saying seriously. This is all satire. I don't mean anything I say, of course, for anybody who's listening, including uh, Nancy Pelosi's security. But I've, I've talked about this many times in the past. The United States, I truly believe, can do anything that it puts its mind and its resources to that it wants to. So I'm not saying you can't help Ukraine. I'm not saying you can't help people in Afghanistan. You can't help, you can't give aid to other people while you have people back home that need aid. But I think that you need to set your priorities straight. Because ultimately at the end of the day, we're not getting help at home. And the money, the money and the aid that we're sending to Ukraine is probably not going to end the war either. It's just going to further antagonize uh, Russia. It's going to paint a target on our backs, which we've we've. It's increasingly growing bigger as the days go by, as Biden calls for, um, uh, calls for regime change, as, as uh, there was a who was it recently? It was a representative who talked about how they don't want to give an off ramp to Putin. They don't want to give him a chance to resume peace talks. They want to punish Putin and they want to get rid of him. Basically saying, you know. This isn't going to end anytime soon because we don't want it to end anytime soon. And it's much more profitable to let the war continue to try to launder, allegedly launder money, $40 billion in the form of an aid package and continue to let Americans at home suffer. Inflation's at its highest. It's been in a long time uh, since the 80s, I believe. Gas prices are at the highest they've been in a long time, maybe ever. The cost of living is at an all-time high. The cost of food is at an all-time high, actually. The stock market is continuing to plummet. It's continuing to be volatile. And any little bits of recovery that it makes is, it's, you know, tripled in the opposite direction the next day. Real estate, the cost of real estate is at an all-time high. The cost of college is continuing to, to rise. There are things, I'm not saying that we can't aid Ukraine, but when we don't know where the money's going, why... Why vote for it blindly? Did we vote for it? Did I? I didn't vote for it. I didn't vote for it. I voted for my representative that I trust to cast the vote, but I didn't get to vote on this issue. What if I? What if I elected a representative based off of his platform that doesn't include sending forty billion dollars in an aid package, an anonymous secret aid package that's getting rushed through? It didn't include that. So therefore, we don't have a say in this. We're being unre we're we're unrepresented. We are not represented. We are underrepresented when it comes to this issue. And people need to remember and find the names of everybody who voted yes for this aid package. I want to point out an interesting fact. I want to say 97 people voted against, I think it was 97 people voted against this bill. And all of them, yeah, so, so 57, it says right here, 57 people 50, 57 senators voted against this, only uh, and all of them were Republicans that voted against it. So a lot of people were weighing in, you know, the, the infamous, criminal, corrupt piece of garbage Chuck Schumer begged for them to, to speed it through and say that aid package is ready. It hasn't been canceled. 
this has just delayed it into next week, and hopefully that gives senators a time, uh, gives them time, and I hope it also gets released to the public and gives us time to read over the package and at least know, you know, we don't have a say, we're not senators, we don't get to vote on this, like I said, it was, we, we were never consulted on this, when the money is going to come, obviously, from our, our pocket and our tax uh, dollars. I'm cool with this package, this aid package being delayed. I hope that we get the truth on, you know, why this money's being sent there. Why did we send money to Egypt in the stimulus package? The uh, why would why did the Build Back Better bill have aid package to Egypt? Why are uh, aid money to Egypt? What what why is that in there? Why why is a bill that's aimed at improving the infrastructure in the United States and the stimulus bill that is supposed to aid American people that are being harmed because of overwhelmingly Democrat and Rhino politicians. Why does it include aid? Why does it include money? Overwhelming amounts of insane, inordinate amounts of money to Egypt and places like that. I hope that this can get looked into. And I hope one of the things I was talking about earlier, I hope that people remember and find out the names of those who voted in favor of this aid package without knowing what it entailed, because I bet you most, if not all, of the people um, um, who were voting in favor of this bill, you know, know what it actually entailed, entails. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I encourage people to know, to look into, you know, who their representatives are, if they haven't voted in the past, Make sure you remember to vote in the future if you want to, and remember the people who voted for this, so you can, you know, vote them out if you don't like their decision. And if you do, if you did support the aid package, and you think we should send forty billion dollars in aid to Ukraine without knowing exactly what it, uh, what it entails, more power to you. <laughs> but that's gonna actually wrap it up for this episode. Um, I'm going to be going out of town this weekend, but that doesn't matter because I got you guys an episode. Uh, make sure to follow me on TikTok. Um, yeah. Like I always say, I appreciate the support. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the trash talk. I hope you guys enjoyed my lengthy rant and my lengthy reiteration of right-wing talking points, as one of my biggest fans has accused me of. And yeah, I... Uh, do I have a recommendation this week? I don't know. I don't think so. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I'll get you a recommendation for next week. But I'll be going to Amsterdam this weekend. Uh, wish me luck. Hope I have fun. And I hope you guys have a good weekend and a good week. I hope you're staying safe. Uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for the support. As always, stay safe. Stay away from those crazies out there. Thank you.